everybody, and welcome to episode 348 of the Ask the Coach show, where Ping Skills answers your table tennis questions. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, I'm joined by Super Coach Alois Rosario. Welcome, Alois. Oh, thank you, Jeffrey, and uh, and uh, welcome again to our listeners. I think I think it's plural. It's more than one, right? I hope so. Yeah, good. Listeners, plural, definitely. Yeah. Uh, did you yeah. go to the donut party, Alois? Did I go to the donut party? No. I heard it was jam packed. <laughs> uh, so good. Uh, anyway, how have you been, Alois? It's getting awfully close to Christmas. It is getting close to Christmas. I'm getting pretty excited about Christmas. Getting, uh, yep, I've uh, hung out the stocking, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, Santa's good, good to me yeah, this year. Yeah, I'm just worried about you know some of those uh, lockdown rules. I'm not sure how Santa's gonna. He's got yeah. exemptions for getting from country to country, but it's going to be a tough year for Santa even as well. Yeah, it will definitely be a tough year for Santa, but uh, yeah, really feeling it for all those people around the world that probably won't be able to have the same Christmases we're used to. And um, yeah. I know our friends in the UK and, uh, you know, some pretty uh, hard lockdowns perhaps. And, and even here in Australia, in uh, New South Wales, we're not sure what's going to happen there. Just a yes. small outbreak. So, but um but yeah, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, you know, it, hopefully you can enjoy enjoy Christmas and whether it's uh, with your family and friends or, you know, just being in contact with your family and friends. Hope you'll be able to, to do that uh, well. Yes, well said. And um, this show, Alice, is going to be just a quick, short, sharp Ask the Coach show, few questions. Of course, you know, we had my hilarious joke at the start. Oh, we um, had the joke. Oh, sorry. What? When was that? Sorry. Oh, jam-packed, the donut party. So funny. So good. People are still laughing at it right now. <laughs> um, and really, we just wanted to get this podcast out to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And um, actually, Alois, we're going to have another podcast before the new year with Tom Lodziak from the UK, famous table tennis coach, fellow YouTuber, that's going to be a cracker of an episode. So look out for that one as well. Yeah, that uh, exciting to uh, to hear Tom's uh, ideas and thoughts about uh, you know how he got into table tennis and and table tennis coaching in general as well. So uh, yeah, watch out for that one. Lots of yes. lots of good uh, information and thoughts there. Absolutely. But right now we're going to get straight into a question, and this is it could be relevant to a lot of people. It's relevant to me, Alois, because it's about shoulder pain and this yep. guy is 46 years old which is you know that's like your age yeah and i i hurt my shoulder i shouldn't have I'm playing cricket i was trying to bowl i should have just stuck to table tennis but but <laughs> lauren oh, it's actually, lauren has said i am 46 years old and having a hard time keeping up with the younger guys my biggest problem is shoulder pain so lauren wants to know are there any exercises you can do to strengthen the muscles and also, am I using bad form? I don't want to quit. I love the game so much. Thanks for the video. So any thoughts for Lauren? Yeah, Lauren, um, I, I think um, I'm not an expert in, you know, rehab or anything like that. Um, but one thing I think 
um, we will be able to help you with is just really thinking about um, the technique of your strokes. So I often see that players get shoulder pain because there's way too much tension going through their strokes. So um, when when you're playing your strokes, and especially something like your forehand topspin, if your shoulder is tight and then you're forcing your arm through that plane of uh, of the stroke, you know, from low to high, you're putting an enormous amount of strain on your shoulder as you go through. So for me, the first thing would be to just really try to feel how easy and relaxed you can be with that um, with your strokes when you're when you're playing. Now, when you work out when you're feeling that uh, that soreness, especially when you're playing, and what I'd like you to do is without a ball uh, away from a table, no opponent anywhere near. Um, I want you to then just try to play that stroke, you know, even close your eyes and play those strokes and see what is actually hurting and when it's hurting and see if by just relaxing that area in particular that you can um, get any relief out of the stroke that you're playing. And then it's it would be if, if you if that does work for you, then it'd be a matter of, you know, going out onto the table and trying to play that stroke again, um, but really relate to the level of relaxation that you had in that shoulder area when you were playing those strokes without the ball. Um, and if you can relate to that, uh, transfer that into a um, actual um, on-table situation, um, you know, that just might help. But as I said, you know, if, if – um, if that doesn't help and if there is some something um, actually physically wrong in there with the shoulder, then it's probably more, you know, going to a physio, um, a physiotherapist or someone like that to, to help you. And uh, they might be able to help you uh, with some exercises and some strengthening around that area that, that, that are going to help you as well. Yeah, good advice there. Yeah. So go check out a physio if you've still got that pain. Um, but I think that advice also about relaxing, that could be helpful to a lot of players, Alice, not just those that are currently experiencing shoulder pain. could be a good experiment just to try and, and, and see for themselves how much they are tightening up that shoulder. Yeah, very, very true. You know, like um, I, I think in general people um, play with more tension than they need to and that's that's a, almost a natural thing. So, yeah, so if you can... Um, if you can just have a, a real focus on how uh, soft and relaxed you can keep your arm, your your hand, your grip, um, then that's going to translate a lot yeah, right through your game and hopefully help you um, just to uh, put less stress on your body in general when you're playing the game. Yeah, excellent. All right. So, Lauren, hopefully that um, helps you out and hopefully listeners there's some um, tips that you can take on board as well. All right, next up is a question from Garth, who wants to know about chop um, the chop block. He's watched some YouTubers on uh, um, playing some chops, and he's played some very good choppers, some Cambodian guys who are much better than him, and he's hoping to you know show them a few things he's learned when we all get vaccinated and they let us back to the university gym. Um, so he's probably saying in the Northern Hemisphere summer. Um, oh, 
And he says, we don't have to worry as much because we're lucky to have a non-idiotic government in Australia. So um, interesting. But he's finding that the best way for him to sort of get a chop is do a mini chop, kind of like a chop block. Um, but he's finding that's a bit inconsistent and he knows it isn't what people recommend. So he really wants to know, you know, how do you do it? Is it worthwhile to pursue? And he seems to have invented a new shot that's effective. Um, yeah, yeah. So what do you think, Alloys? Yeah, Garth, I think um, yeah, that's a, it seems to be a stroke that is working well for you. Um, and so I would definitely pursue it. Um, so he's doing that with an inverted rubber. Um, mm. So, Garth, usually that type of stroke is easy with or easier with mm. a long pimple rubber because the long pimple is going to absorb the speed of the top spin coming in um, and it's much easier to play that chop down on the ball when you're close to the table with that long pimple rubber. But if you're able to uh, do that with inverted rubber, it can be really effective. The The keys there are to make sure that you have a really – uh, soft, relaxed hand so so that you're absorbing the spin and the speed. But then also that stroke needs to be very vertical. So you're, you're basically going straight down because you don't want any forward um, momentum. There's enough forward momentum uh, of the ball bouncing off your bat with the top spin. So what you want to do is you want to play straight down on the ball, but a really, really soft, relaxed hand and arm to just um, absorb that speed and spin that's coming into you. It's definitely not an easy stroke to play, but it is something that, uh, you know, uh, you can do and it could be really effective because, as you say, it's it's not a shot that many people play. Um, so if you can do it well, then you're going to really um, uh, throw throw out uh, your opponent. Yeah, for sure. Um the only, the only problem with it is, and I think, you know, Garth, you've hinted at this, is that it is really a difficult shot. So you, you mentioned you're having a lot of trouble getting consistent at it, and that's probably due to the level of difficulty of that. But, you know, I've seen players do it, you know, more out of, if they're a little bit out of position and just trying to get to a ball. So it, it can be done, that's for sure. Yeah. And it uh, is and sort I of fun to play. Yeah, it is. It is a fun stroke to play. Um, the, I mean, the other thing is to maybe just really pick the ball that you do that off, you know. So if the ball is a little bit faster, then, you know, just try to play a standard block where you're coming over the top of the ball. But then perhaps when there's a little bit less speed or a little bit less spin, that's your opportunity to play that uh, chop block type of stroke um, that can really, um, yeah, throw out the... Throw out the timing um, and rhythm of your opponent as well. Yeah, yeah, good advice. All right, so Garth, you know, this is the thing about table tennis. You know, it's up to you to enjoy it and experiment and try different things. And don't let anyone tell you you can't do this or this is wrong. You know, experiment and see what works for you. Um, yeah, so good on you for trying. And if you're finding it fun, keep going with it. Yeah, and we've, we've got a tutorial... Um, on the long pimple chop block, um, the principles there are exactly the same. So if you are interested in that stroke, have a look at the tutorial on the long pimple chop block um, and then see if you can translate that to using uh, using inverted rubber as well. Cool. And I'll put a link on the show notes. So if you head to the website and look at the Ask the Coach section, you'll find 
a link to that. Awesome. All right, thanks for the question, Garth. Now, Alois, last podcast, we released a new segment called Who Am I? Yeah. It was, it was a competition. And it was it was popular. And uh, it was good thought by you, Jeff, to, to introduce <laughs> the Who Am I um, segment and the Who Am I competition. And what were our clues, Jeff? Well, we said, I am a French table tennis player. And um, I... Yep. Represented France at the age of thirteen, I believe. Yes, indeed. Did we tell them that they that they were left-handed? No, no, no. We didn't even these. need to give that clue. I think there that was you. the next clue. There you go. And then so, what else were we going to add? Maybe something about um, yeah, famous for doing exhibitions with yeah, late, yeah, later on in life, uh, certainly was ex, uh, was. Um, was famous for doing exhibitions with uh, uh, Vincent Perkart and um, and and sadly passed away just about uh, a month ago. Mm. Yes. So and uh, and I had the opportunity to to meet uh, meet this player at the 1991 World Championships where he was doing an exhibition with uh, Perkart in the butterfly stand. Wow. So, yeah, so that was that was pretty exciting for me because I'd seen that video approximately one thousand five hundred times, I think. Because, um, <laughs> at the time, I was going around to a lot of schools, and uh, I would often introduce table tennis by showing clip of the, that video, um, and uh, and all the school kids loved it. So anyway, we haven't we haven't told anyone who who, who the who the person is yet. No. Um... Yes, and. So, we so had the answer was? Well, Jacques Secretan. Yes, indeed. Uh, I don't think famous... my pronun- pronunciation is very good. How would you pronounce it? Oh, uh, yeah, I reckon you could almost be born French, Jeff, with that pronunciation. <laughs> um, yeah, he was he was, he was was absolute uh, legend of a player, world mixed doubles um, title. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I guess later on, you know, was was really famous for um, those exhibitions, but uh, obviously a very, very good table tennis player in his own right. Yes, and a lot of people guessed this, um, Alois. Um, some other people guessed Simon Gauzy, um, Gussien, Levison Emmanuel. Uh, a couple of people guessed you, Alois. Yeah, they, um, they didn't get the French bit right, and they... <laughs> yes, I certainly didn't make the French team in when I was thirteen. Uh, and one, but person... I was probably learning French when I was thirteen, so maybe that's where they got it confused. <laughs> and um, someone said he was a great defender, but a little boring to watch. Obviously, didn't watch his um, exhibitions. No, definitely, he was he was fantastic to watch. He had a very unique forehand topspin style too, where. He, he almost like went up and and it was a his arm was really extended. I'm sort of doing it here. Can can all of you hear what I'm doing? <laughs> um, yeah, arm extended up. Um, yeah, but uh, in a very unconventional way, but very effective. All right. So a lot of people got this right, but we only have one prize alloy. So I am going to let the computer pick from the winners, uh, from the from from the correct entries. Uh, our winner who can choose whether they get one hour of online coaching or one month ping skills premium membership their choice 
So let me just choose, let me get the computer to select a winner randomly. We need a drum roll. No, oh, hang on, hang on. Is that is that me on my? Yeah, list? yeah, it's you. And the winner is. We'll announce it right after this short ad break. Oh, Jeffrey. No, we don't have ad breaks on this show. It is Emmanuel Ali, which sounds a little French. So congratulations, yeah. uh, Manuel. Um, we will be in contact with you shortly, and you can select which prize you like. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, congratulations, Manuel. Very exciting. And, uh, you know, I think I think one hour of online coaching might be the way to go, but I don't know. It depends on what you like. Especially now, you're getting pretty good at that, Alloys, with all this um, lockdown, aren't you? Yes, I've done uh, done many many hours of uh, online coaching uh, during the during the last uh, nine months, really. Mm. So um, yeah, and it's um, it's been it, it's been quite uh, amazing how um, how well people have adapted to to learning online. Yeah, yeah. So um, do you think it's it's going to be used more in the future, or once we have the opportunity to be Face to face, that'll be still the main way things happen. I think I think face to face will be the main way that things happen. But I think uh, there there are definitely lots of opportunities to mm. be had by uh, by doing some online coaching. You know, connecting with uh, with people around the world, you know, and um, less travel, and um, and also more opportunity to uh, to be able to connect with a wider wider group of people. I yeah. Think. Definitely, definitely. All right, well, because this is a short, sharp show, it's time for OMG Facts. Yes, mm-hmm. already. Wow, hang yes. on, I, I need to, yep. And sit I, up I've only right. got two of them for you because it's short and sharp. Okay, short and sharp, good, all right. 67% of dog owners buy holiday gifts for their pets. Yeah, it's 100% in this household. <laughs> In fact, I think I think that I think the the pets are getting more presents than me. <laughs> now, you also have chickens. Are they pets? Do they get gifts? Yeah, they 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 get uh, they get gifts every day. Those chickens. Yeah, but um, that's, I don't know whether there's anything under the tree for them though. They might oh, have, dear. To have, have to have poor a little peck around. The poor chickens. <laughs> oh dear. All right, and here you go. In Japan, Christmas Eve is a time to eat strawberry shortcake, shortcake, and KFC fried chicken. Really? The OMG fact. Yeah, I was actually uh, I was actually in Japan. It's not a big occasion, old old Christmas in Japan, but but New Year's, now that is a big occasion in Japan. They take their New Year's very seriously. Really? Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, New Year's is a very big uh, occasion. Christmas, not so much. Not so much. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Good to know. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, Jeff, I've got an OMG fact. What? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You're turning the tables, all right? Hit me. <laughs> 
Did you know that Coca-Cola played a part in Santa's image? So before Coca-Cola got in on it, Santa used to look a lot less jolly um, and was actually even a bit spooky. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't until 1931 when um, when Coke um, hired an illustrator um, for a magazine and they got the they got the image that they have now of uh, Santa, you know, this big jolly old guy with the red and the white, and that's why... That's why he's uh, dressed in red and white. Colors of Coke, red. That's it. Wow. There you go. He he is a bit of a spooky character, though, isn't he? Just ducking into everyone's houses and... Yeah, well, we we, we still laugh. Yeah, my daughter um, was, was... petrified of old Santa coming into the house, and we just had to tell her, no, 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 it's all right. He doesn't come down the chimney. We let him in. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yes. So yeah, he could be a bit spooky, but no, Santa's very lovely, and hopefully he'll be able to get around um, this year. Um, he's got Indeed. some. Co- he's got COVID exemptions for travel. Great. So, Good to hear. Yeah. He deserves Indeed. it too. Yeah, that's right. Well, OMG facts, great. De- definitely, definitely the uh, the find of this year with the OMG facts, Jeff. <laughs> I think so. I- I've enjoyed them. Yes. So. But, but and I think I think uh, the Who Am I could be the uh, the uh, the big the big win for uh, 2021 for us. Absolutely, I, I think it's going to be huge. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Well, just everybody. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Let's hope 2021 is, you know, a, a really good year for us all after after a difficult 2020. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, things will change slowly. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, I think uh, hopefully we're heading in the right direction now. So, um, yeah, and uh, I as well just wish all of you, every one of you, um, a really nice uh, Christmas. Hopefully, you get to share it um, with your family and friends, um, and uh, and a nice holiday season and uh, a really great New Year's uh, coming up. Well said. All right, thank you everyone for your support in 2020, and we will see you again in 2021. And don't Bye. forget to listen out for the Tom Lodziak. Uh, podcast coming up shortly too absolutely it's going to be awesome thanks everyone bye